You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 95 with my friend, Roby Lawrence. Roby, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, James. Today, we're going to be talking about authenticity, which is a very fun, nice, lovely topic. Um, Kind of in this context, I think we were speaking about like being authentic with your brand and, you know, like, I mean, you're going to put this way better than I am, but one specific example that we were talking about offline is like some people, some agencies try to come off as like a bigger agency than they are. And like, I've spoken to agencies with, um, with content snare that use content snare that have explicitly said that, you know, content snare helps them look like a bigger agency or, you know, more professional is probably better. I like that terminology because for the exactly this reason that you don't necessarily need to look like, a bigger agency and you've kind of leaned into this right with your agency bearded friend yeah so i i kind of chose bearded friend because it was a bit fun and when i was looking into you know how to how to create your brand what things you should consider it's like oh make make it sound you know appealing to your audience but then at at the same time it's kind of like uh no, repulsive is the wrong word but <laughs> you know, I, I don't really want to work with you know people without a sense of humor so it's I, I think it's kind of like a a nice filter oh man um, yes so it it works in both ways i think and it, it's a good conversation starter usually the the question is you know what what happens if you shave <laughs> <laughs> oh god i love that um yeah you're really like bait like you've kind of committed haven't you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah what does I mean, happen how does that conversation go I just say I don't leave the house for two weeks. <laughs> right now, we're not leaving the house anyway, so it fits. Well, yeah, now it's very applicable. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time you shaved? Uh, I did um, shave for a cure whenever that was on last. I think it was towards the end of last year. And right. Instead of doing the traditional head shave, I did the beard shave. Yeah. Yep. As long as you, it doesn't make a difference, right? As long as you get to raise money and it's for the cause. Yep, that's exactly. cool. Yeah, so like, and I guess you've covered something really important there in that authenticity really helps filter the right clients, right? Like, I saw a Facebook post like yesterday where um, someone put up a video, and at some point they must have sworn in it. Is it is in a Facebook uh, business group? Sorry, and mm-hmm. and then someone, one of the first comments was like oh, you lost all credibility. You didn't need to swear at some point, you know? And I was immediately like, that's a great filter. Like if I, I don't want to work with anyone who has a problem with swearing yeah. because I feel like you're going to be a nitpicker or like, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like people that get angst, that, that's my brand, right? Um, you know, I, I guess I'm, I don't know. To me, like people that don't like swearing, I just, I don't understand. I don't think we're going to get on. <laughs> yeah. And that's an important thing. Like you've got to click as a person. Mm. It's it's like you have the relationship with the person. You don't have the relationship with the brand. Mm. Um, like it's, it's, 
if if you like take a take a, a band like you you would have nowhere near the uh, connection or the appreciation of the band if they like never mentioned who was in the band if you didn't like if it was a, a faceless band yeah <laughs> they would have nowhere near the following oh of, yeah you know people who are fans of particular members of the band like that's mm-hmm. that's kind of a, an analogy that I've come up with to you know you don't you don't hide behind your brand. Yeah, no, nah, and it's a good point. And, and people, uh, I'm stealing this quote, but like people buy people, right? We've had yeah, yeah. had several, um, I guess, pot, uh, previous episodes on this. Um, we one with Angela Henderson, um, who's my friend from up here in Brisbane, on human to human marketing, and all just about like just keeping things personal and keeping things human. And one with Tim Conley on like why personal branding is actually really good for agencies because I guess it's a it's a common misconception that you know, if you have a personal brand then you can't sell the agency. Um, but like we go in, we went into a lot in that episode about how, how that's not true. So I will link up both of those episodes in the show notes. That'll be at agencyhighway.com slash, um, 95. And, but I just, I remember one thing we had in our branding, I guess, cause we, we didn't really do it with the brand name itself. Like Acuratech was our, um, agency and that only came about by accident because we just needed some like tax name for our previous software and Acuratech was what we registered with the ATO like the Australian tax office uh, so then we were like shit we're stuck with this like very <laughs> techy whatever name so we actually fixed it with like the main headline on our website and it was like web developers that respond to emails finish the job and don't suck and yeah. the amount of people that started conversations with us because of that you know, or like when they, sorry, that was what they led with, you know, they're like, love your tagline or whatever, or people that I'd meet at networking events who would like pre-stalked me would make a comment on it. Right. Cause it was like the three things for us that everyone complained about, about their web developers at the time. Um, so yeah, I guess like it was just such a, a good conversation starter. So that was another point you mentioned. Have you, yeah, it shows your personality. Yeah. Have you noticed any other, I guess, benefits around it? Um, it's memorable cause it's not like your typical, mm. you know, massive. Yeah. That's Port a big Macquarie websites or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's flexible as well. I mean, um, we're kind of getting off topic onto my own brand at the oh, moment. But totally fine. It's, it's like, I, I purposely didn't put our, the, the service that we delivered at the time, cause that oh, may yeah. well change. Mm-hmm. And if that changes, I'm not changing as a person. I'm still, I'm still going to be, you know, the same, mm. same person to deal with. The service might be different. I don't want to go and have to start a whole new brand and build, you know, relationships and reputation and that kind of thing. Yeah, I've definitely seen a lot of arguments or like for that kind of um, branding where it's like a service agnostic. So you're not pigeonholing yourself into something. And like, I guess there's a lot of examples for this where like, I don't know, just a lot of the big brand names you think of have nothing to do with, like they don't mention the product that they yeah. do, you know, like yeah. it's, it's a brand name. It's not, uh, you know, um, we make cheeseburgers and Big Macs, you know, like it's, <laughs> like yeah. the, it's yeah. just a brand and it, then that way it's more memorable. And I mean, yours is especially memorable because Bearded Friend is just such a freaking cool name. Um, 
and and like your little logo with the beard is just like <laughs> I can even I'm not even looking at it right now, but I can picture it. And I've only probably seen it two or three times, right? And and I've got it yep. in my head. Like so that is there's a lot to be said for that. So let's assume that someone is thinking about rebranding and is like okay, you know, with going down this route, but going with a sort of personal authentic brand rather than trying to seem like a big company. Um, what are some tips? Uh, I'd just say first think about who you are and your personality and then think about who, like the personality of who you want to work for. Mm. And I guess just imagine yourself having a conversation with them and just like, what, what would you talk about? What would be a good icebreaker? Mm. Um, yeah, that's, um, a good way of thinking about it, actually. I mean, like, yeah, because it's not something you should rush into. And I think at some point, if you talk to enough people and you get known in a space, like, you, then things kind of get lumped onto you as well. Like, I feel like you, people probably mention your beard a lot <laughs> anyway, because it's quite full. <laughs> and, and that would have been something that, you know, you thought about. Because I guess, you know, I, I'm thinking about what, what stuff people say about me and like somehow, you know, beer seems to come up a lot. Like everyone tags me in um, beer related things and like anti coriander or um, cilantro related things. <laughs> um, I'm not sure I can put that in my brands, but <laughs> I'm just thinking about like things you kind of get known for or like um, conversations that you have at networking events or whatever that have certain themes, you know, and, and that's where that tagline came from. Uh, you know, the whole uh, web developers that don't suck kind of thing. And I know like we're not the only people to use that, but it did. That's exactly the way I talk in real life. So yeah, yeah. it completely fit. And when, when we came up with that, it just made sense. Right. I mentioned it to a couple of people and you see like their reactions and it becomes pretty obvious that it's a good fit. And, and it could even like, it could even be your own name or a play on your own name. Um, some people go with like a personal brand and then it becomes um, and then they might evolve into an agency or a bigger team or something. Mm. And you're still, you're still recognizable from that branding. Yeah. Um, I guess my, my main pet peeve is like when you call yourself something trying to pretend to be an enterprise or corporate <laughs> and it's like a team of three people and you're like, that's, that would yeah. just be so, exhausting trying to uphold this facade around everything that you do yeah it's it's quite funny the whole i versus we thing as well i think a lot of people do that and it is just like a default thing where it's like a freelancers will be like oh yes we will take care of your website rather than i will and there yeah. is like i still feel funny about that when i'm writing emails for um like my jimmy rose side of the business like with content snare and our agency i can write we like it's, it's natural because we have like a team. It's a, it's yeah. more than me, but with Jimmy Rose, it's very rarely we, but I still find myself writing that in emails. It's like, I don't know why. Well, it's, it's we, it's, it's Jimmy Rose and Zapier. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's roll with that. <laughs> let's roll with that. But it is, it is funny that there's a tendency to try and sound bigger than you are. I think that's where I'd like to sort of steer up this conversation towards like, I guess if you've noticed any, if you have comments on like the upsides and downsides of that mindset, you know, like, like you said, it's, it's a 
thing like you've got to work on upholding that if you're trying to seem bigger than you are like that's got to be a lot of work um yeah and to me like people not might not even necessarily want to work with a bigger agency and you could just be putting this out for no reason yeah well that's i mean that comes back to people buy from people mm. like if if you're if you're trying to pretend to be like a really big company like there might be that ideal client for you just like looking from the outside going oh they look a bit you know formal and probably too big for us so we'll just Mm. move on to the next one who's who looks a bit more relatable Mm. yeah and i just thought of something i was looking up reviews for this really big agency here in australia the other day um just out of curiosity uh, because I wanted to know if they were any good or not. And they had a ton of positive reviews. Um, but what really interested me is every single one of them didn't actually mention the company. They were all like, Jake was a pleasure to deal with and blah, 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 blah. And like, mm. Sally mm. was amazing and she went out of her way to help us. Like every single one of them referred to their, like, I assume it's like their account manager or something yeah. like that. N- none of them referred to the business and I found that super interesting. It's another, yeah, I don't know. And, and another thing I've noticed too is that a lot of um, large agents, like, sorry, large clients, uh, well, sorry, a lot of freelancers are getting large clients. So, like, I feel like yeah. gone are the days of, you know, a big company having to go to a big agency. I think there are, there's plenty of freelancers that get clients from, Lot, like large clients, like enterprise level clients just as a freelancer. So I feel like all these lines are blurring. Like I think there would be a pushback to this in that like big clients only work with agencies, but I see exceptions to that all the time. Yeah, yeah. And the, the other big thing that's taken a big leap in the last few years is just the, the concept of influencers. Like these mm. bigger brands are reaching out to influencers so there's a more personal connection. True. Yeah. And um, so it only makes sense that, yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> um, have you experienced any pushback at all around, I mean, I guess you're probably filtering out the right clients, but have you experienced any pushback or worries that you like either explicitly or something that you've inferred from with what someone's saying that you're like too small or like too informal. Yeah, I've, I've had a little bit. Um, and so I had a phone call with someone who wasn't a client yet. She is a client now, but she was like, Oh, what if, what if something happens to you? Um, like, and can we get 24 seven support? You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I was just, realistic with her and said well if something happens to me you know i've i've given all my passwords and stuff to this other person so they can you know dig you out of the hole if that ever happens and no these are these are the hours that we work with and she was like oh okay yeah that's that's fair enough um like it's still to be honest if she said no i wouldn't have really cared because i don't want to that's not how i work yeah, so, and that's a good position to be in, like to have to be okay with walking away. Like that, that I guess makes you better at sales <laughs> in a way. You know, like if you've got the yeah. confidence to not care and walk away, um, that's the position like you want to be in. Yeah, I don't want to change my whole 
workflow and process just to accommodate working with someone who's probably not ideal anyway. Yeah. And there's a surprising number of agencies that are like that, like the the classic saying yes to everyone and everything um, just to get work. I know, you know, if people are just starting out, then that can be a thing to do, you know, like it's easy to fall into the trap of saying yes. But um, I actually just saw a post earlier today that I, it was quite funny because it got me hooked because it started, the heading was, um, the best productivity tool there is, you know, I'm into productivity mm-hmm. and automation. So I was like, must click. <laughs> and it was literally yeah. the word. No. <laughs> was like, so I was like, that's, that is clever. Uh, you know, like nice. saying no to things because you can get into yeah. serious traps by saying yes to too many things. Well, yeah. Well saying, saying yes to one thing is saying no to something else, mm-hmm. like something else that could potentially fill in that time. Yeah, absolutely. Something I wanted to ask you, what's what's your definition of an agency? <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know anymore. Those lines are blurring too. You know, like to me, someone's an agency. At, I don't know. Like I guess in my mind, it's probably like three people. <laughs> I don't know. Like <laughs> even two, you know, like I think it, I think it, uh, but even the lines there are blurring because it's like if it's a freelancer who's like a project manager that works with a ton of other contractors, aka freelancers, is that an agency? I guess you could call it one. I don't think there's a definition. I don't think it matters. Mm. Um, I mean, if you, I have no problem with a single person calling themselves an agency as long as they're not trying to pretend that they're a huge company. Like you said, it's just an authenticity kind of thing. Hmm. Um, yeah. Why do you ask? Yeah, it's, well, I was, I've, I've never been like, I've never been able to clearly define it Mm. myself either. My kind of what I lean towards is like, I'm just imagining myself as a client. Mm -hmm. If I'm looking for a web agency, that's like someone with access to resources that can take on Mm. whatever I throw at them. Yeah. Whereas like, you might only be a designer or a team of designers and developers, but you might not handle the marketing side of things. So then are you an agency or do you, do you need to cover every aspect? Oh, as far as like services? No, I don't think so. So like to me, like a creative agency, for example, often might not do marketing work. Marketing agency Mm -hmm. might not do any design and dev work. Um, Mm. Yeah, agency is a broad word. It, it's a it's a extremely broad word now that I have it in the title and I've done more <laughs> title of the podcast and I've done more research. Like, I mean, agency can mean like, you know, interior design. They'll, they'll call themselves an agency, like a uh, recruitment agency. Like, so it's a broad word. I get a lot of messages from on in fa- on Facebook for people complaining about closed highways in, in the UK <laughs> because yeah. there's a highways agency. <laughs> <laughs> and I have an automatic response that says, um, I th- just, of course you, you know, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow or something. Um, you know, it's like an out, out of hours thing on Facebook that you can set up. And it's like, but just in case <laughs> you were looking for the highways agency, because <laughs> like almost every single message I get uh, is that like on the agency highway page anyway, because other people just message me direct or like yeah. contact form on the website. No one uses Facebook Messenger. So it's like every single one. It's, it's anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, agency yeah, well, is a very broad topic. And, and that's kind of my point. Like we both don't really know what an agency is. 
So is a client going to know what an agency is? And so is calling yourself an agency when you're not an agency, does that work in your favor or does that work against you? Like, are you going to get a heap of people wanting services that you don't provide because they're expecting an agency can do anything? That's a good question. Um, I don't think that's necessarily the expectation. Um, I feel like at some point, like it's very rare you'd say to a client that you're an agency anyway, like in any form of copy, you know, whether it's like LinkedIn or in person or on your website, like if you're saying we are a digital agency, like that's not, I don't think that's very good copy or, (laughs) you know, Mm. it's like if you, you meet someone at an event, um, then they're like, what do you do? It's not like I run an agency. It's like we help business owners sell more shit through their websites, you know? Mm. Uh, it's the same as LinkedIn. It's the same as like, I mean, even if you just go to exactly what you do, it's like, yes, we do websites and SEO and AdWords. At no point do you go, we are agency. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like that doesn't come up that often anyway. It's more of just like a, it's a self-identifying thing, I guess. Um, yeah. Does that answer mm. the question? I don't know. That's yeah. an interesting one. <laughs> you got any more questions for me? <laughs> I feel like how <laughs> oh, this is like flipped around now. <laughs> actually, uh, actually something I did want to mention before too, and it's like a positive of, um, the non, I guess, traditional agency model and embracing the fact that you are smaller or a freelancer or that you're all remote or that you all work from home. Um, which I guess is even going to be more acceptable after um, all this this uh, COVID blows over. But um, one thing I used to say a lot is that, or at least on our about page, is that you're not paying for an office and for like cars and people mm. to get there and all this sort of stuff. You know, like we're we're all remote. We work from home. There's no wasted time. We run efficiently, and you're not paying for the the overheads that you get in a big mm. fancy office with a reception receptionist and whatever. So that, that was like a thing I used to play up quite a bit in, in embracing that we were small. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, if you're watching the video, you can probably tell I need some dental work and I, I recently went to somewhere to get a quote and this, this place was like a pretty, I mean, I'm in Port Macquarie. It's not like center of Sydney, but it was still CBD of Port Macquarie overlooking the water in a pretty fancy building on the top floor. And I got the quote back and I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty steep. Hmm. But then I'm like, how much of that is actually going towards your overheads uh-huh. like, of, of the building that you're in and all the staff that you have? And like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely something that people consider. Yeah, I had the exact same thought when I saw it was like a financial planner and it was in like this really high level in a Brisbane CBD. So, you know, it's like a sizable city, two and a half million people very large CBD for people, I guess, not large CBD, like a normal size CBD, <laughs> um, which is a downtown for Americans listening. They don't say CBD. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm like overlooking the river and like, wow, this is a really nice office. And then being like, okay, so those are your fees. Like how much would it be if you guys worked remotely? And would mm. the advice be any different? Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it's not just you and me thinking like that. No, no, I think it's probably a common conversation. Yeah. Well, Ruby, I don't know if there's any, is there anything else you think we need to cover? I think it's been a good discussion so far. Um, nothing else that I desperately needed to mention. 
Uh, I guess if you've, if anyone has questions or wants to, you know, start a healthy debate, I'm happy to, to fill <laughs> those. And how should, uh, <laughs> how can people, like, where can they go to start said debate or find out more about you? Uh, Roby.1. That's awesome. <laughs> R-O-B-E-Y dot. <laughs> Oh, any. Unfortunately, the new unfortunately the numeral one is not available as a TLD just yet. Oh man, I uh, <laughs> I just went to that website. I love that image. That's so good. <laughs> You're going to full lumberjack. That's amazing. <laughs> Got the the plaid shirt, the checkered shirt, and the um the lumberjack um thing, uh, beanie or hat with uh, the giant beard. That is. Freaking awesome. Everyone go and check out <laughs> Roby.1 just to have a look at that page. <laughs> and obviously your uh, web design brand is Bearded Friend, which I will uh, link up in the show notes as well. Beardedfriend.com, I assume? Yes. Correct. Awesome. Check that out. Go and have a look at uh, Roby's brand and just see. Um, you know, uh, I really appreciate the fact that you're just embracing authenticity and like like we've covered a lot of um agencies feel like a, a desire to make themselves seem bigger or different than they are and you've just gone completely opposite and it's working for you and i love it thanks for joining yeah, me man. and ju- i mean oh. just take the lazy approach it's so much easier to just be yourself true that very very true roby thanks so much for coming on and sharing like a personal story and um yeah for helping everyone out yeah my pleasure Thanks, guys. If you've enjoyed this episode, please head over to wherever you listen to this podcast and leave us a review or share it with someone you think will get something out of it. That's it. And I'll see you in the next episode. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.